Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, a UK-based Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, thank you very much. Nice long day I had at work today, but um, it's good to be sitting down and relaxing now. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of expecting a night, uh, a night off tonight. Yeah. We've been through it the last couple of days, obviously the back-to-back, been up live for them. Obviously, we did the uh, our last... Orders in instant reaction, so we was up even later doing that, uh, and then we decided we would do this one tonight. But I guess the season's in full flow, and so are we you now. So, uh, That's right, it's only eighty-two games plus playoffs. It's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm pre-season before it. And, and pre-season before <laughs> it as well. Yeah. And everything that we're doing on our nights off from Bulls, mm-hmm. but. As we've mentioned before, we do it because we love Chicago Bulls and we enjoy creating the content. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, I just want to have a bit of a rant before we actually get into this episode. And um, I don't know if anybody listening follows Hayes through his various guises on. Twitter and stuff like that. Obviously, he's got his own account. He's got uh, Chicago Bulls Central. He does Locked on Bulls. Uh, he's got his NBA Central now. You know, that man works harder than most creators, to be fair to him. Yeah, he does. And he put out a couple of tweets in the last couple of weeks that I don't think, I don't know who they was aimed at. Um, but the first one was about, I think it was a Locked On Warriors team, two hosts of that. I ain't got a clue who they are, and to be fair, I don't really care because <laughs> I can't stand Warriors. But in it, they were saying about how they don't think fans should do podcasts. Um, people are only interested in listening to people with media credentials because they've got the inside scoops and all this sort of bollocks. And... Um, <laughs> You know, like I say, to me, it's bollocks because at the end of the day, we're all fans. Whether you're part of the media or not, you've got yeah. into it through being a fan. And to me, fans making podcasts, I actually prefer them ones. You know, yeah, it's good to hear from the insiders like Casey Johnson and stuff like that. But fans are more real. You know what I mean? We're not scared in what we're going to say. Right. And we're going to be honest with our opinions whether people agree with them or not. You know, so why shouldn't fans do it? How, how else are you meant to get anywhere without doing stuff like that? You know, it it just, it really, that one riled me up. And then he put out one, uh, was it last week? Again, I don't know which sort of account he put it out through, but it was uh, along the lines of, if you're going to create a podcast or be a creator of any sort, at least watch the games. Don't look at the box score and then hit record. Amen. And yeah, that one rang true as well because, I mean, obviously we do watch the games live. Um, We're not saying we're better fans than anybody. No. But if you're going to base an opinion, at least know what you're basing it on. Because, as we mention all the time, the box score doesn't mean anything. No, it, it only gets one side of the coin. I mean, you're not getting a full perspective. Yeah. You know, and to me, you can if you look at the box score, hit record, you haven't got a clue what you're talking about because you don't know what happened in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, Alex Caruso, for example, putting up four points and four assists and whatever else he puts up doesn't stand out but his performances does absolutely and you would have seen that performance and it's the same with on the socials if you're going to create content on the socials fine fair enough put your opinion across but if you're going to state facts well what you class as a fact i.e who's going to be starting who's out of the lineup who's this who's that at least make it real Johnny. at least know what you're talking about don't just put it out there and hope that people are coming to you for your information 
and then you give, you're feeding them the wrong information. You know, it it just winds me up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, look, there's plenty of people that get things a bit wrong, and there's plenty of people out there that that only have certain input or certain interest in the team to a certain degree, and that's all good and well. But if you want to be a content creator, that's when it's important to know that little bit more in-depth knowledge about you know the players the team and everything else if you want to put stuff out there to other people and for other people to pay attention to and listen to at least be accurate yeah and that's it you know it it doesn't matter what sort of content you're creating it's if you're wanting people to see it and you're actually taking the time to create it it's got to be true it's got to be fact because otherwise, people will end up going, well, hang on, what, what are you talking about? You know, you've, you've just told me that so-and-so is out of the lineup, and there he is, taking the national anthem. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, it, yeah, it just been one of them weeks for me. I've been tired and a little bit emotional. <laughs> and I just need to get it off, off my You're going to you're have to drop a game and sit down for a night <laughs> or something. <laughs> I can't. I just can't do that. We know that. <laughs> I've got a bit more of a rant, but I'll get on to that when we actually talk about the players because it's just something that I've noticed on the socials as well. But yeah, I'll um, I'll calm down now. I'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll send, send it over to our advert so I can calm down, have a cup of tea and we'll come back. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. So yeah, hello and welcome back again. Apologies for my rant if uh, if it offended anybody, but I don't really care to be fair. <laughs> um, I had to get it off my chest. So yeah, we've got a game to talk about. Uh, the second of our back-to-back. We obviously beat Hornets last night, 106-88. At United Centre, and I think it was a maybe not a scoreline people were expecting, but it was definitely a result people were expecting. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, from the start, a lot, well, even us, we weren't expecting Zach to play. We didn't put it out there that he wasn't playing. We just said we don't expect him to. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to my rant, um, <laughs> you know. And I think everybody was in the same boat, but he did play it. Uh, Kobe and Drummond both sat out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Hornets come in with their own injury problems, the main one being uh, Lamelo Ball sitting out. Obviously, we had no Lonzo Ball, so there was no balls. Yeah. Which <laughs> Is funny that because that's the way I judge a lot of people that I've had interactions with of late. See, on with on with the game. Um, I tell you, what, I'll, I'll throw it to you to do the rundown if because so I can calm down again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it, it it was good to see the way we started the game. Anyway, so, I mean, we've been talking about these slow starts that we've been having and. Um, that certainly wasn't the case. Uh, although the Hornets kind of hung around a bit in the first quarter, we were still, you know, there was certainly no deficit that we had to try and come back from. Um, we were firing from pretty much the get-go, particularly P. Will. Um, he got the first basket of the game and uh, and kind of put the foot down all the way through when he was on the court, really, which was fantastic to see. Um, yes. So first quarter ended 27-26 in favour of the Bulls. And the second quarter, there was a little bit more of a spurt from us. Um, there was it was thirty four to twenty six points in the second, taking us to halftime, uh, sixty one fifty two lead. 
Third quarter then um, continued with the foot on the pedal, uh, 23 against 18. And the fourth quarter was almost the same, really. It was 22 against 18 with a final score, as you mentioned, of 106 against 88. It was a strange one. Um, and I'm not trying to fire you up again, <laughs> Matt, but it, it was a strange one insofar as our starting lineup, particularly our superstars uh, in Damar and Zach, um, they weren't themselves. Yeah. You know, they they just weren't that involved in the game. And again, you know, talking about box scores, I think if you look at the box score, apart from maybe the point situation, the rest of the box scores don't read terrible, except for the shooting percentages, perhaps. But to watch the game, you could just see that they just they just weren't in the game, really. But... um. Thankfully, the shortfall was made up by a few other players, but we'll get into that in a minute, I guess. What was what was your take on it all? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I agree with what you've just said. Um, obviously, in that first, we got out to an early lead, didn't we? And yeah. then we let them get on a 14-4 to run. And I think they actually took the lead. And then Javante hit two threes and tied it up. And I think he came up with quite a big strip at the end as well, didn't he? Um, <laughs> Giovanni got a strip in, did he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You end off anyone who's listening. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I can't. Remember, I think I can't. Remember, maybe Plumley or someone like that got it under the basket, and he just kind of ripped it out, and then that was mm. the buzzer. Yeah. Uh, obviously into the second we kind of put our foot down a little bit um, got out to well the 11 point lead Um, we had 17 assists by half time so the ball movement was there obviously Goran came in you know enter the dragon and he shall produce obviously I thought we'd come out a little bit flat in the third Uh, we let uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. get hot for about a minute and a half. Yeah, just it wasn't, it wasn't for very long. No, I mean, I did put a tweet out at the time saying, you know, can can we stop it? Because we don't want anybody getting hot. And they must have listened and it did stop. Because then after that, we kind of took over. Uh, DJJ was hitting his threes. Javante was just doing everything. And I think we closed out the third on a 13-4 run. Uh, and then the fourth. Um, yeah, we just saw it out, didn't we, really? Yeah. We kind of wanted to maybe kill it off a little bit easier, a little bit sooner. They just didn't seem to go away. And then, you know, you're, the next thing you look at the score and it's, what, a 20-point, um, so, well, 18-point win, whatever it was. Yeah. Can't be bothered with quick maths. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like you said about Zach and Damar, if I quite liked it, to be fair. I know the opposition's maybe not that, that you know. At the end of the day, it's still a legit NBA game. They still had legit NBA players on the court. Mm-hmm. All right, it's not a Celtics or a, a Sixers or something like that. Where if Zach and Damar do what they did last night, we would have been battered yeah. because the bench probably wouldn't have stepped up in the way it did. Um, but I like to see it because we've seen what the bench can do, and well, that's it's a it. lot better than what it was. And if we were gonna, if we were gonna have a night where Damar and Zach weren't quite firing on all cylinders, this was a good night to have it. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, obviously we've highlighted the bench as a lot of the media people are and stuff like that. And we've been impressed with it. Yeah. And what people have seem to be forgetting as well is we were two players down out of the rotation last night and against Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, and, Obviously, Drummond's a big part of what we're doing at the minute. And as much as people don't like Kobe, 
he can quite easily put up 15 points. Yeah, he can. So, you know, 106 doesn't look fantastic as a final score, but that would I mean, what would that have been if Zach and Damar and even Ayo were firing? Yeah, well, I mean, you can probably add an extra 20 points to that. Easy. Yeah, and then you add Kobe in with another 15. Yeah. You know, yeah, obviously it's not going to work out that way in the, the way the game goes because, you know, you were to book it, they get the ball. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but you can at least imagine. Um, and for me, the impressive thing was keeping them to 88 as well. Yes. You know, that I don't, not enough, I don't, you know, listen to all other podcasts and that today. I don't think that's been highlighted enough. And the game before, what was it, 98, we kept Nets 2, and it was below 100. Can't yeah, it was the score 100. Uh, it was 108-99 was the final score yeah. in the last game. Yeah. You know, so that's two games in a row against legit NBA teams keeping them below 100. Yeah. And, you know, with the Nets, a lot of it was to do with the fact that they weren't shooting particularly well. But the Hornets, yeah. it's not that the Hornets were shooting badly, it's that we were getting stoppages. Yeah, I mean, I've got the final team stats, and it, again, it's. I don't like to put too much on the stats. Like I always say, the main stat for me is the score and yeah. getting that stuff in the column. So, I mean, the quick ones I've got in front of me are three pointers. Um, we hit 14 of 21, giving us a 45.2%, and they actually only hit 7 of 32, uh, which was 21.9%, I think. You know, so that's something that we've flipped because normally they'd be the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I think, is it someone's, I can't remember what I was saying, you hit over 10 threes, you're going to win a game. Yeah. And, you know, so uh, free Rob, throws. Rob Schaefer was saying that, I think, on Bulls Talk, wasn't he? Yeah, I think a few people have said it, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, free throws we hit 16 of 18 they hit 9 of 16 so we were getting to the line and we were hitting them I think mm-hmm. Javante missed one and Caruso missed one Um, yeah assists like I say we had 17 assists by half time and we actually finished with 28 they finished with 22 rebounds we got 60 they got 55 uh, and then this is where I thought they played well defensively, to be fair to them. Um, especially that guy that you highlighted in the live chat, McDaniel. Yeah, McDaniel. <laughs> um, hey, you know, they, <laughs> they finished with 12 steals to our six and 12 blocks to our nine. And it resulted in 19 turnovers for us and 16 for them. Mm-hmm. So... It wasn't an easy game, as people were expecting, I don't think, especially with Zach and Damar not firing. Mm-hmm. You know, and this Hornets team, they haven't had them players all season, yet they've been out there and they've beat Warriors in previous fixtures. Um, I can't remember what they come into it now. Did they come in at three and four? I don't know off the top of my head, actually. Uh, I'm sure that's what I yeah I'm sure that's what I put down. They come in at th- uh, three, three and four, um, and I know that one of their wins was against Warriors, but then they lost to Kings. So a bit all over the place. But hey, you can only beat what's in front of you, can't you? So well, that's it. Yeah, they were three and four. Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, none of us had any balls. So no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've got out else to say on the team. No, I, I, I don't think so. It just you know, it's just the fact that it was completely flipped um, was was impressive to watch. I mean, you know, it's not a good thing that Zach and Demar weren't playing particularly well. But at the same time, uh, you know, normally when that happens, we have nothing. Yeah, and, I mean, if Demar had put up a game like that last year, even against a team like this Hornets. We'd have lost. For sure. Definitely. When when Kelly Oubre was getting hot, he'd have stayed hot. Yeah. I mean, he, he ended up being their top point scorer with 24 as well. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, 
you know, and if they'd have had Lamelo out there, we probably would have. It would have been a lot closer, and why have you? So, at the end of the day, you've got to take it. <laughs> oh yeah, Damar and Zach. I don't think they played poorly, especially on the defensive end. It was just they couldn't get anything to fall, and yeah. yeah. Like I say, we'll get into that with the with the players. I think, but mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, as we voted in our live thread, our top three players. I mean, we we struggled with it to be fair for all the right reasons. Mm. Um, it you know, P. Will was the only starter that we kind of had in there, and he actually walked away with our player of the game, which is going to lead me into my next rant. Um, <laughs> we had Goran and well Goran and Javonte were kind of two and three but Javonte could quite easily have been player of the game because when you look at his box score yeah um, I did throw his name out there but I was told to wind my neck in and we were going with P. Will well, yeah but you um, always throw Javonte out there so you know yeah, <laughs> well, he's my <laughs> guy <laughs> <laughs> Um. And DJJ was a bit of an outside vote as well because he's been impressive these last few games. Yeah, he has. So, yeah, we'll get on to P. Will. Um, it's his third game where he's played over 30 minutes. Yeah. And he's starting to look alive. He really he, is. You know, shout out Big Dave at CHGO. Them toes are wiggling. I think, what, has he got him up to six now? <laughs> he, oh, he's tapping his foot now, isn't he? He's ready. Yeah. He's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he finished last night, 16 points, five rebounds, one assist, one block. He was seven and nine from the field, two or three from three. Um, And he finished with a plus minus of, well, plus 19, yeah. which I think may be one of his highest of the season so far. He did have one turnover. um, But yeah, he wasn't the top point scorer. He wasn't the top assister. He wasn't the top. Uh, was he? You know, he wasn't the top anything. But like we say, we don't judge the game, our player of the game, on the box score. Yeah. Um, he had the top what, field goal percentage. Um, no, Javante did, didn't he? He uh, was 100%. Oh, God, yeah, he was 100%. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> there we go. We're not judging miss. it on the box score. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, and if P. Will plays like that every game, all right, people, this is where my rant's going to start because... <laughs> the floor is it, yours. Yeah, it's not so much on our socials, it's the socials in general. Obviously, I put it out there, It was, you know, the... The um, the image and that of him being our bull, uh, bull of the game, and most people were quite appreciative of it and agreed with it. But you get the odd one or two, you know, they put the laughing face emoji and they're like, you know, he's he's still not P. Worley, blah blah blah, uh, all the bollocks. And the wider socials, people were still slating him, and it's like. I don't know if these are the box score watchers or they're just trolling or what, but you roll it back, what, a week, 10 days? Yeah. Four games. Yeah. And this, what he's doing now is what everybody was wanting to see from him. Correct. You know, he's not a superstar in the NBA yet. Whether he gets to that level, who knows? But he, at the minute, is doing what we want him to do. Absolutely. Looking aggressive. He's willing to take his three-point shot. He's... All right, it was... uh, I think that's his season high of points last night as well. But like we said after the, uh, the next game, what he's starting to do is he's starting to put up the energy stats. The rebounds, the steals, mm-hmm. the blocks. And he's looking good on the defensive end because he's realised how big he is and he just needs to get his body in the way. Yeah. And people still are happy with it. I don't know if it's just because it, that's the narrative about him at the minute and the, 
they don't watch the games, so they think, well, hang on, two games ago you were saying that he was crap. You know, and that's the thing. With fans running podcasts, we will be honest. If, yes. if a player plays poorly, we will highlight that. If a player plays above or at the level you expect them to, we'll praise them for it. Yeah. Because we take it on a game-by-game basis. And then we, you know, we're nine games into the season. <laughs> it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What This P-Will we've got now will probably not be the P-Will we've got at the end of the year. No. And the P-Will we've got now isn't the P-Will we had at the start of the season. And we're only nine games in. You know, and that goes for everybody on the team. You know, and everyone knows Javon is my guy. But I said after the next game, we didn't even see him. And he was no. poor. He put up no points. I think it was he zero or two off from the field, something like that. Yeah. And it was a bad game from him. Although he's still he finished with a plus eight and you get all the energy play from him and the hustle and stuff like that. He might as well have not been out there. Yeah, yeah. Um But then he comes back with a game like this. So we're gonna praise him. And that like I say, that works with every player. And for me, as long as they're pulling on the Bulls jersey, I will judge them when they're wearing that jersey. Not mm-hmm. from, like, when they're wearing it now, not from when they wore it three games ago. Because that game's gone. You know, chances are, Zach and Demar come out absolutely firing against Celtics. Because yeah. they'll be disappointed with their own performance. Yeah. You know, and Demar or Zach may well end up with our player of the game because DeMar could end up dropping 40. Yeah. So that's who we judge it on that. And we're not afraid to say what our opinion is because we haven't got to go face-to-face with these players at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I probably would change my opinion if I'm face-to-face as well. You know, because well, probably... What's the chances they've listened to the podcast anyway? You're fine. Well, you know, you don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Push it enough and they might do. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I went a little bit off tangent there, as expected, but I don't know if you've got out else on P-Will. Well, you know, I've I've been so high on P-Will all last season, even, you know, and the season before. Um, obviously he was injured for the vast majority of last year, but um, I was beginning to worry and, and I was beginning to listen to the noise, do you know? So to, <laughs> yeah. So to see him... The box score watchers. Right. The people that <laughs> you are not happy with right now. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm just, I'm so glad that we hung in there on him and like, you know, we said we were going to give him X amount of games to start to do something. Well, it hasn't even come close to that amount of games for him to start doing something. And he's already beginning to show these flourishes. And it's not like he's having one good game and then a couple of bad games, which kind of happened a bit in previous seasons. Each game seems to be getting that little bit better and that little bit better than the last. So yeah. if he can continue that trajectory... And continue to do that when the likes of Demar and Zach are playing well as well. Well, then he he's going to develop the way we hoped he would. And you know we're we're all back on as you say, P Will Island. Yeah, I mean, I was going to highlight that. You know, obviously, I said after the next game that I'd kind of put the lap or closed the laptop. I'd you know took the tickets out of my my basket, and I'd say now the laptop's back in its case. And yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, I said twenty games. We're not even halfway to that yet, and no. I'm willing to stay on P Will Island. So, don't get me wrong. I imagine he will have some bad, some more bad games, and yeah. we will criticise him for it, as we do anyone that has a bad game. Mm-hmm. But when he has a good game, we'll praise him for it, as we do everybody else. Yes, exactly. You know. It, end of the day one bad game doesn't make a bad season so no 
and one and one bad season doesn't make a bad player. Shout out, Vooch. <laughs> well, that's a different thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, obviously the next player on our list was Goran. You know, it's we kind of said we were not excited by the signing of him, but we saw him being an underrated signing, especially after paying attention to him in Eurobasket. Yeah. And I think we're getting Eurobasket Goran at the minute. Well, we did last night anyway, for sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, his, his dimes are just, yeah, you know, like behind the back, no mm-hmm. look, just everything. And he's just that steadying factor. You know, he's not, a prolific three-point shooter or scorer, but they can't leave him open either because if no. they do, he'll hit him. Yeah. So by him being there, somebody has to be on him, which means that somebody else has got a bit more room, i.e. Right. he will, for example, or if Kobe's out there, Kobe, and eventually the shots will fall for them. Um, I mean, he finished last night 16 points, same as P. Will, three rebounds, three assists, and one block. And something we've highlighted with him before, he's not as bad defensively as everyone made him out to be. Not at all. I mean, he's not our strongest defender by any means. But you, we actually want him to be coming in now into the game. Definitely. Definitely. Those, those guaranteed minutes... Uh are paying off, right? Yeah. And, it, you know, again, it's not going to last the season. He will have one or two games, possibly in a row, where it's like like his first pre-season game, mm-hmm. where nothing works for him. Because at the end of the day, he's, what, 36, 37? He's going to get tired. He's going to pick up a niggly little injury. You know, we saw it against Spurs, where he, he fell a little bit awkward and then sat what seemed like majority of the game, didn't he? Yeah. Obviously, he did come back out and, you know, then against Nets, we saw him take that forearm, elbow to the face. He's, you know, he's not going to last 82 games, I don't think. No, but, but once he closes out the season, we're, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've got anything to, to say on him. Uh, no, just that his shooting, you know, was... Pretty much on point last night. He was six of nine um, from the field, which is sixty-six point seven percent. Two of four from three, which is fifty percent, and uh, two of two from the free throw line. I mean, I'll take that all day long from him. Yeah, and one thing that I've noticed in watching him, and again, I don't think a lot of people have, whether they've noticed it or highlighted it or what, he's constantly talking. Yeah. And it doesn't matter who it's to. It could be to Damar, it could be to Ayo, whatever. But you watch when, you know, the, I think it was last night, I can't remember if it was him that was bringing the ball up or Zach, but he was telling them what to do, where to go. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what we want. And especially with the second unit, with people like Kobe, for example. Yeah. You know, and obviously we've seen the chemistry he's got with Drummond. Unfortunately, we're not seeing it at the minute. With Drummond <laughs> being set out, but um, hopefully he's back tomorrow. With, uh, with that's what I forgot with that, my little rant. Obviously, the latest news was that Marco has been sent back down to Windy City. So our yeah. Marco watches uh, over and done with again. For now. It is, but I think the good news behind that is I think that does allude to the fact that um, we'll see Drummond back in the lineup. Yeah, and we'll look forward to. Goran finding him and Drummond slamming it down before it all goes a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And tickets to the Drummond experience are, uh, are booked. Yep. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, the next player obviously on our list was Javonte. Um He played 27 minutes, uh, 17 points, eight rebounds, one assist, two steals, three blocks. And let's say it was 100% from the field. Uh, three of three on from three, seven of seven altogether. Uh, I think he was one of two from free throw line, I want to say. Uh, oh. I, 
didn't. I don't think he took any free throws, did he? Uh, didn't he get an on one? And he might have missed it. I can't remember. Hang on, I'll pull that up. You keep talking. I'll find um, it. Yeah, free throws. What uh, is it? None of one. None of one. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and he did put up three turnovers and three uh, fouls. Um, but like we've just said, <laughs> unfortunately for P. Will, Javante's gone out and kind of bettered him on pretty much every stat going. Yeah. Um, you know, you finally get that game out of P. Will and Javante goes, you know what? <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> I I'm see you better. and I raise you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's what Javante does. He puts up them energy stats, the rebounds, the steals, the blocks. Yeah. Hands in the passing lane. Just, yeah. And then obviously he does his crazy dunks and putbacks and everything oh. else that make him a highlight reel. Absolutely. You know, so it, them three were the three we were really struggling to decide who gets it with, but just because of the narrative around P. Will at the minute, that's why we went with P. Will, I think. Yeah, plus I think P. Will has kind of earned it across the course of, I know we're going on a game-by-game basis, but he kind of was, he just missed out in the last game and it would have been a bit harsh for him to just miss out again. So I think uh, that yeah. may have lent us towards pushing him as well forward for it. But if P. Will's listening, it doesn't mean you can have tomorrow night off. Absolutely well, not, P. Will. Keep you know, pushing. You can get it again. We're not Keep scared pushing. to give it out two in a row. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, before we get into the rest of um, Vooch. Yeah. Vooch was a bit of an odd one out of the starters for me last night. Yeah, and I mean... He didn't have a great game, but he didn't have a bad game either. Yeah, I mean, as people say, he can roll out of bed and get a double-double, and that's what he did last night. 14 yeah. points, 13 rebounds, three assists, one block. Yeah. But when you're watching the game, it doesn't look like that sort of a game from him. No, it doesn't. Um, I mean, he's 11... 11 of his rebounds were defensive. Um, he went two of six from three. He was two of two from the line and he was five of 16 altogether. Yeah. It's just, I don't know what it is with him. Them little bunny shots, his little hook shots, whatever you want to call them, just don't seem to be falling for him. Yeah, which was the problem at the beginning of last season. Uh, didn't happen at the start of this season, but he seems to be dropping back into it again. And yeah. as I've discussed before, we've discussed it previously on another pod, the fear that, that you know that's there with that is when he starts missing them bunnies, he tends to drift out of the paint and back up to the arc and start shooting them from distance. Whereas for me, it, it, it works the other way around for Vooch. You know, if he's if he starts pushing through and hitting the bunnies and working on them first, even if they're not dropping initially, once they start to drop, then he can start moving out because he's a confidence shooter. Yeah. But the thing that I've noticed that seems a little bit different from last year is if something's not working for him, he makes something else work for him now, i.e. Yeah. the rebounding. Right. Whereas last year... If his shot wasn't falling, it was as if he just thought, you know what, I can't be bothered. Yeah, he's, he's getting his own head last season, definitely. Yeah, and I think the last sort of couple of games, he's been a bit off. Uh, I mean, obviously he was solid against uh, Sixers, and he actually got our player of the game in that mm-hmm. um, because he was he well, he cooked Embiid, didn't he, for the whole game? He did. But then this next game, and obviously this Hornets one, I kind of think he's missing Drummond. I think he's maybe thinking he's got to do too much now because he hasn't got a reliable five to fall back on when he's sat. So while he's out there, maybe he's trying to just do too much to give us the lead and before he sits. Whereas when Drummond's there, he thinks, well, you know what, he's got it. Let him go crazy for five minutes. Yeah. I mean, DJJ's been playing the um, that sort of small ball five, hasn't he? He has. 
And he's been good. He has been. Been impressive. Uh, maybe what I've just said is complete bollocks, but that's my opinion. So I'm sticking. No, with it. <laughs> I, I think you're right in regards to that's how Vooch is thinking. Yeah. Do you know, and even though we can see that DJJ is doing a good job, Vooch doesn't view him as a five, so therefore he still feels like he's out there on his own at the five position, perhaps without Drummond. You know, maybe. Yeah. Pure yeah, speculation, but you know. Yeah, it's a good good one to put out there. It's not fact before anyone jumps on me for that. <laughs> it's just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the rest of the starters then. Zach, Damar and Ayo. Yeah. It just... I mean, Ayo's got seems to be doing this quite a lot. He'll have a solid game and then he'll have a mediocre game. Um, I mean, he finished... Uh, eight points, four rebounds, three assists. So, wasn't bad. No. Um, I mean, he was on was it Dennis Smith Jr. last night, who's mm-hmm. come in as the Hornets' best player, to be fair. And he locked him up, I thought, for most of the game. So, whether he's defensive... Yeah, at the end of the day, it was a second game of a back-to-back as well. They were going to yes. be tired. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was Zach's know, that... first time playing back-to-back. Yeah, and <clears throat> maybe Demar's a bit tired because he didn't have a summer off, did he? <laughs> Playing in the Drew League and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good when you look at the box score, but I don't think they were playing poorly. No. It's just, I mean, obviously I made a joke last night in the threads that Ayo was doing what he could to bring our three-point percentage down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cause no, it, none of three would do that <laughs> yeah because obviously it was at a time where Javante was hitting him uh, Goron was hitting him even DJJ was hitting him and then it'd get to Ayo and it just hit the rim and you know but credit to him he kept going mm-hmm. um, he didn't get in his own head and yeah his stat line doesn't look fantastic but you know, we know that's not going to be him every game. No, absolutely not. Uh, I think we've spoken enough about Zach and Demar, really. Um, yeah. You know, like we just said, second of a back-to-back. Zach admitted his legs felt tired, um, which they're going to do. But at the end of the day, for me, anybody that's slating Zach at the minute, you wanted to see him playing a back-to-back because that's what everyone's been complaining about and then he right. does and then he complains that, oh he doesn't complain he's tired he just states that his legs felt tired and people want to get on him for that yeah uh, I don't know again it's just maybe I just need to stop reading the socials and getting so wound up by it <laughs> well on the plus side Zach had zero turnovers last night well yeah that's so that's, two, that's two games in a row where he's, he's like across two games he's only had one turnover yeah and then, obviously, DJJ, like we've said, he's coming in at the backup five sort of thing at the minute. Ten points, five rebounds, three assists, one block. He seems to... It looks like he's getting more blocks than that, but he doesn't get credited with them. <laughs> um, you know, again, solid game in, what, 16 and a half minutes, I think he played. Yeah. You know what you're going to get with him. And we saw a little bit more from him with his two or two from the three. Um, and he actually finished as a at the highest with plus twenty two. Yeah, he did. Um, and obviously the last player of any sort of note was Caruso. Again, not a fantastic stat line from him. Six points, three assists, one steal, one block. But he's just out there doing his. He looked like he picked up a bit of a finger injury quite early on obviously mm-hmm. he was bleeding money obviously he doesn't have time to bleed like but <laughs> you saw him a f- couple of times sort of trying to shake it off and at the end of the day he's still out there doing what he does <laughs> you know he's just yeah I don't think the box score is ever going to reflect what AC brings on, on on the floor yeah which kind of proves our point or my <laughs> point in my rant yeah um, but yeah I mean his offense seems a very up and down this season. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he hit one three last night. He hit, did he hit one against Nets as well? Yeah, I think it was one, yeah. But his shot just doesn't look good this year. Um, but at the end of the day, like I say, he's not there to do that, is he? No. He can do it. And he's one of them, he's a, he's a bit of a streaky offensive player, isn't he? He is. Definitely. You know, if, if he gets hot, then you're in trouble. But if he's not hot, you're still in trouble because he's just going to steal everything. And Yeah, he's just a disruptor. He, yeah, he, he's an irritant. He's an annoyance, and that's what that's what we need. Love it. I love seeing him working the floor, and and you know, going from one side of of a player's hip to the next side of their hip, just to drive them mad. It's like he he's just brilliant. He's brilliant to watch. Um, yeah, and you know, you can just you can just imagine a player realizing that they're matched up against whoever the player is. Realizing they're matched up against Caruso and just going, oh no, you know, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you know full well what you're going to get. You're just going to get this guy stuck to your hip, trying to steal the ball at every opportunity that they can get. And I'd say I, it's hard to see from you know the the perspective we get f- from the TV, but I'd say he's a talker too. I'd say he's in their ear, trash talking. Yeah, you know, he's he, and he's just the right kind of irritant that we need. And the thing is, he, he's, he talks to the refs in the right way as well. He does. He never seems to get too fired up. No. And he, it's like he wants to learn from them. Why, mm-hmm. why have you called that? Yeah. You know, in my opinion, it was this. And it maybe just puts that little worm in the ref's heads. Do you know what I mean? Oh, was he right? I'll watch yeah. it next time. So, yeah. I mean, the last player who made an appearance, Dylan Terry, just got short of two minutes and put up a rebound. And that was it. Um, None of one field goal. Yeah. You know, so not a lot to say on that. No. We would like to see him get more minutes maybe, especially in a game like this. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know, still early days. He's still dancing on the sidelines. He's still enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, Windy City season starts this weekend, I think. Um, Their season opener. So, possibly drops down for a game or two. Maybe get his legs under him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, join Marco. Yeah. um, (laughs) And Costas. (laughs) Costas. Has Costas even put up any minutes yet in the regular season, has he? No. I don't think he's had any, has he? I've not even seen him sat there, to be fair. (laughs) I mean, I know their training camp's just started, so, I mean, mind you, Malcolm Hill's been there, hasn't he, so... True. Um, yeah, and just a quick one on the bench. They actually put up 49 points combined last night. It's just awesome. Yeah, and I think it took them maybe four or five games to get to that as a whole last season. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just... Yeah, uh, like I said, we're, we're keeping an eye on the bench and so far, well, they're winning those games, really. Absolutely, or at least keeping us in games when the starters need to take that break or take that reset. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, most of the games when, when that's the case and the bench mob come on, it actually not only keeps us in the game but pulls us further into the game. So yeah. it's great. It's been, it's been brilliant to see because the bench was just such a concern last season. And yeah. there hasn't been that many changes and all of a sudden we've got one of the best benches in the NBA. Yeah. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw it to you for the Pog Dog Hog. Yeah, well, the the Pog, as we've already kind of talked about uh, on the live threads, we gave it to P. Will. Uh, could easily have been Javante or Goran, um, but just I, I'm sticking with P. Will. I'm sticking with my decision, basically based on what I said earlier on, and in that he's improving each game and he's given us what we want. And last night he really stepped up from the get go. I mean, it was literally from the first shot of the game. He was locked in. Um, oh, it was the same against Nets as well, though, wasn't it? He was. He was. He was there from from the whistle. He really was. So yeah. So I don't I know if you wanted to change or step away from P. Will, but I'm sticking with him. No, P. Will, I'll stick with it. Good stuff. Um, so then the disappointment of the game, the dog. I mean, I, I, I put it down as the duo of Zach and Demar, but. To be perfectly honest, I feel a little bit harsh putting that on Zach, uh, especially when it was 
um, his first back-to-back and he's still kind of getting his feet under him, really. Um, so I think I'll have to put it down to just DeMar. I mean, you just don't expect nine points from DeMar DeRozan, really, ever. So It's the second game in a row as well, isn't it? It is. It is. I, I, I'm not saying that there's not reasons for it. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't understand why he perhaps played the way he played. And I mean, it even feels harsh when you look at him getting eight rebounds and five assists, you know. Yeah. But I mean, there wasn't a whole lot about the game that I hated. So yeah. that's kind of why I went with DeMar. Um, you obviously have a different take. Yeah, mine is... I think I mentioned it in pre-season at one point, uh, probably the Bucks one, not taking players out soon enough. Well, okay. he didn't take anybody out last night. No. I mean, you're up, up by 20 in the fourth. Why are you risking players? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Booch, Demar, Ayo, you know, I know it's a completely different situation, but look what happened with D-Rose. Yeah. You know, he didn't need to be in the game at that point. It was... And, yeah, you know, when you look at that, you know what kind of history we've got with it. Just why? Do you know what I mean? At least take two of them out or something like that. That Whether it is Vooch, you know, you've got Tony Bradley and Marco sat on the bench. Why does yeah. Vooch need to be out there? Yeah, they're not going to do anything that, you know, lights it up or anything like that. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. It just annoys me why why he was doing that, yeah. especially so early in the season as well. It's just to me, it doesn't need to be happening. Yeah, no, that that makes an awful lot of sense. I mean, okay, he, if he's afraid, like because the Hornets were kind of trying to fight back in the last what four or five minutes of the of, of the quarter. Um, so if he was concerned with that, let the guys sit, and if they start kind of getting back into the game, you can always put them back in again. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I I think I think I'll uh, I'll back you up on that one. I think we'll go with the Billy's rotations in in the final quarter uh, when yeah, a game's it's, not when a game's it's not close. It's not the first time I've noticed it either. Mm. His rotations mm-hmm. in the last sort of four minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to bring up bring it back up again on a high the highlight of the game, um, I'll let you uh, I'll let you jump in first. I've two written down. Yeah, and I kind of try to avoid saying it before but Goran is assist to himself off the back of yeah. Dennis Smith Jr <laughs> his you know, Eurobasket special yeah as I say we saw it twice I think it was in the Eurobasket yeah. and it was it Scotty Pippen used to do it quite a lot didn't he mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's just just fun to see do you know what I mean it's just it is don't turn your back on the dragon that's it yeah you're gonna get burned <laughs> Um, yeah, I had that as well. Um, that was actually uh, second on my list, though. The one that I had as the top highlight for me was the P-Will rebound and up-court pass to Javante. Yeah, quite near the end, wasn't it? It was, it was. It was just, it, it was just the, the first time I've really seen Patrick look up early. He's been quite yeah. good at the half-court. And he's, you know, he's, he's a good passer for his size and, and, and he has pulled out some nice um, dimes with his time with the Bulls. But this was, the, I think, the first time I've seen him grab the ball in his own third and look up and make the connection straight away. And it, yeah. looked, it looked good and it led to a great finish from Javante. Yeah. So that was I, kind of what I had as my favourite. And just a little sort of side highlight for me not nothing to do with the game well the playing side of it Stacey and Adam um, obviously the next game we had to watch the TNT broadcast and <laughs> it was it was interesting to see or hear the game from a non-biased obviously perception well, when when they were actually talking about the game that's, yeah. the, that's the problem I found I mean Reggie in particular just was talking about stuff that was happening off the court and actually talking about what was in front of them but yeah yeah well I mean obviously Stacey and Adam do that quite a lot but when they do it it's it's funny like yeah, last night it's more talking about <laughs> suing Javante when he went for that 
slam and it bounced <laughs> off and apparently the ball ended up hitting Stacey and he was claiming bad bad neck and <laughs> oh. yeah, But I mean yeah, that was just... still based on something that happened in the game. Yeah, and then how they didn't tell Adam that he wasn't going to Brooklyn. As <laughs> it turned up at the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, just a quick shout out to them too, you know, because they do make our viewing experience a lot more pleasurable. They do very much so. I mean, you you always notice it, and we always say it in the live threads. You miss them when they're when they're not available to us. Um, yeah, when we're watching the games. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'd say that wraps that game up. Just quickly touch on obviously tomorrow night we've got Celtics. Mm. Um, they're coming in on the back of a a defeat to Cavs 113-114 and their record at the minute is 4-3 and three. so similar record to us obviously we're 5-4 and four, but how are we 9 games in and they've only played 7 yeah that's you know, a good that, point it just especially when we've had a rake of back-to-backs as well yeah and I mean, obviously, that's why we've played more than them. But yeah, you know, why are we getting the back-to-backs and they're not? It's just, yeah. Um, I mean, well, I think it all balances out as the season goes on. Maybe. Yeah, but one Celtics in the opening night as well against uh, was it against Bucks. Yeah, I think they were, weren't they? I remember I now? You're right. I think you're right. Um, you well, know, so, I better can't check. I, how have they played two less games than us already? I just don't, don't get it. Well, they're well-rested anyway compared to us. Yeah, and that's the worry with it. And obviously they'll be out for revenge. Uh, I think they've still got the same injury problems. Obviously no Robert Williams. So, as we said the last time, we kind of want Vooch and if Drummond's there, Drummond to dominate in the middle, mm-hmm. um, as they did. And then after that, we go into a back-to-back, just for a change, against Raptors. <laughs> uh, yeah, double-header. Sunday, Sunday night, UK time for, well, decent UK time, same as the Celtics one. They're both 11.30, are they? Or 11 and 11.30, something like that. Yeah, I think it's 11 and 11.30, yeah. Uh, and then that second game against Raptors, it's at like 1.45am for us. Random time, that is. Really is. Like, I mean... <laughs> You never see a, a, a like a forty-five. It's always thirty or on the hour. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I haven't looked into it properly yet, but I don't know if that's the home or the away one. I'm, I think it's the home one. To be fair. Okay, hang on. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna pull it up here. Um, the twenty it's twenty-three hundred on the Thursday night, which. It's not coming up on the screen for me. I, I don't know if it's a home or away. My iPad's just gone dead. So that's the end of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're at the minute they're five and three, and last night they absolutely destroyed Spurs. Looking at the lineups, though, it was kind of like Spurs G League team. Keldon Johnson was out. I know that much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've got it now. Uh, Sunday is the away game in Toronto at 11 o'clock for us. Yeah. And Monday is, well, every team's playing on Monday as well. The, That's because um, they're taking the Tuesday off of voting. Yeah, and apparently all the games are going to be available for free as well. That's, all That's right, yeah. So yeah, 1.45am on, well, it'll be Tuesday morning for us, Monday night yes. in... I think the, do the clocks change in America this weekend as well? They do, Just yeah. to make things even more confusing. Yeah, just, just to keep us guessing. Yeah, so that'll be back to six hours. So what's that? 7.45, is it? 7.45 tip in Chicago. Random. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and the first, and the first game is the game in Toronto. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, at present we sit five and four and these are going to be three really really rough games what do you think will be uh, uh, games? I think I think I'm feeling okay about Boston you know I don't know why I've nothing to base it on other than a good feeling 
Um, as far as Toronto goes, I think we split them. Yeah, I was thinking that. But then at the same time, I think we could could quite easily go three and zero or zero and three as well. Just, you just well, yeah. <laughs> but one thing's for certain: we'll be there watching them live. Yeah, and possibly our next episode goes out Monday night. We'll have to look at our own schedules and. I like to go to bed before these stupid tip games at like one forty-five. So, um, yeah, we'll maybe maybe be back on Monday with another episode. Don't know yet. So yeah, if you've got nothing else, no, I'm good. So yeah, uh, apologies for my rant at the start, but I stand by what I said. If you don't like it, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> As usual, if you want to agree, disagree, have a load off, whatever, come in the comments, let us know. Um, if you've listened, you know, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Matt C Red UK, and you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And I've been Neil. Find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK. Thanks once again for hanging out with us. Here at the Sea Red UK podcast, as Matt says, please do subscribe, rate, and review us if you can. And uh, until next time, when we might get another rant from Matt, who knows? <laughs> wherever you are in the world, Sea Red, go balls. Percolator, it's time for the percolator. Percolator. <laughs>